The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Keith Campagna. Hey, welcome back, Googleization Nation. We are so excited you decided to join us again. Uh, we know you got a lot of choices, and we really appreciate you take the time to listen to us each week on Geeks, Skeezers, and Googleization, or many of you may be doing it uh, at the gym, on your commute, on the way home, uh, because we're on pretty much every plat- podcast platform you can think of. So what we're talking about today is, have you ever felt like you had a black cloud hanging over you because all the decisions you make don't seem to be working out, or your best intentions don't seem to get the response you expected, or how about, uh, and I know this is a big one in business, uh, Keith, I know you, 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 you can relate to this because we talk about it all the time. Um, you really want to help somebody. Um, you want to coach them or mentor them, give them some advice and employ a big problem in the workplace today. Uh, and yet, no matter what you do, uh, it doesn't seem to work. Um, because that's what we're going to be talking about, how to, how to, how to be more effective in our communication and, uh, living up to our, our, our human potential, uh, but also just gen- generally, uh, kind of living our life on purpose. So it, you know, it's so interesting and it's, it's, it's so serendipitous that we have the guests we have today with the upcoming lovers holiday coming up on Friday, right? Um, there's this we, – we spend a lot of time, Ira, don't we, talking about the age of technology and the impact of AI and and we have our guests from time to time that come on about emotional intelligence. Um, but there's always this like slant towards the efficiencies of a business model and today's guests are really looking at it from my perspective, they look at it a little differently and they sincerely place emphasis on the individual as a person. And I I find it so fantastic, especially in today's competitive world for, for talent. I mean, maybe now is a, it's a great time for people to start being a little bit more sincerely interested in the, in the, in the very well being of their coworkers. And our guests have a, a new book, uh, Above the Line, uh, and it's about living and leading with heart. Um, so, you know, I, I know you you um, watched it or listened to it um, after, I think, the replay. But, you know, I had a great, great talk with uh, Jason Averbook uh, on Monday on live stream. And for those that don't know Jason, uh, Jason's company is the co-founder of LeapGen now. Uh, Jason is considered one of the top two uh, experts, thought leaders, uh, where everybody goes, you know, to to kind of get answers about human capital management, and and, and a big part of that's um, HR technology, which you know, and digital transformation, and why this topic is so relevant, especially with after that conversation I had with him Monday, is that technology 
causes change. I don't know if it causes change, but technology certainly disrupts. And there's certainly a lot of disruption in the world we live in, um, you know, within HR and outside of HR. Uh, but there's a lot of disruption there. But as you know, both uh, Jason pointed out, and we talked weeks ago about, uh, you know, with Charlene Lee, and we talked about with, with so many other people, is that the, the transformation that needs to take place, um, when we talk about change management, um, uh, you know, adaptability, um, we're going to be talking about that in a few weeks, is all related to people. I mean, it's all people-driven. I mean, we, we all assume that, oh, we're going to go and we're going to undergo this digital transformation. And so we're getting buying new technology. But it doesn't work if people don't use it. It doesn't work if people aren't behind it. Um, I mean, it's just the wrong strategy. So today is, is just, you know, not only is it timely with uh, Valentine's Day coming up, but it's just timely in, uh, you know, w with all the other conversations that are going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be exciting. And then especially, uh, you know, there's so, kind of living to our potential, finding ourselves, being the best we can be, uh, you know, again, uh, with all the animosity and vitriol and divisiveness coming out of Washington politics these days and, and you know, and the scares with coronavirus and everything else, today will be a refreshing and it's, it's a really important conversation. Uh, so we will get there. Uh, before we get to like it almost sounds like our, I should remind people that they don't have to watch the news and they could feel just fine. You just know, listen to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Yeah. I mean, right? that's all I do. That's all I do. I pick my sources. I don't watch the news. Yeah. Yeah. It gets pretty frightening out there. Uh, and uh, so we will be uh, introducing our guests, uh, Mara and Stephen Clemich, our Clemich, uh, very shortly. Um but before we get there, uh, we don't want to forget to thank our sponsors, Zor.ai and, and Success Performance Solutions, for helping us be here. Uh, I, we, we've got a lot of things going on. You know, every week we're, we're here on the show. Uh, our guests are great. They're, they're providing us a lot of resources. Uh, I, I've been doing the live streams. Uh, we got to do another one with you, Keith. Uh, coming up, you know, talk about ROI and, and whatever else you're up to. That may be the only way that you and I get to, to talk other than the show. Uh, planning a couple of webinars, lots of articles and resources. But if any, there's just no way we can, we would talk the whole show about, you know, everything that's available. So if you go to googleizationnation.com, that's googleizationnation.com, just sign up. It's free. All we need is a first name and uh, email address, and uh, you'll get notices. Um, gonna, we're starting to release those on a weekly basis, uh, more often if needed, uh, when uh, we've got a lot of these events going on, or when you know how to access a lot of the archives. Uh, because again, there's there's so many great people that are willing to share their knowledge and wisdom and thoughts, and um, in, in such a kind of the VUCA world, you know, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Which is interesting. I was in an interview last night. Um, at uh, Muhlenberg College, my alumni, um, they're starting a new graduate program. And, uh, you know, I brought up VUCA and it, it sort of, it still shocks me that people, you know, I don't, haven't heard it before, uh, you know, volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. Not that it, it's, it, it, it's gotten as popular that I went up and looked for an image and um, I use uh, a kind of a, a website for that. And th there's a whole selection of slides out there about VUCA and, and what it represents. Uh, but, you know, we live in this volatile time. But speaking of uh, live streams, um, if you want to get the, uh, if you want to listen to the interview I had with Jason um, Averbrook, um, 
who again is uh, considered one of the two top thought leaders in the world. I had a great question for him the other day. When you're at the top, and and the other one, by the way, at, at the top is Josh Burson. So right, it's a pretty right. esteemed company. It's pretty. Yeah. You're pretty. I, I asked Jason where he goes to get information. Who, we go to him. We go to Josh. You know, there, there's so many other good leaders out there. Where do we? You know, where does he go? And uh, so you're going to have to listen to the conversation. <laughs> uh, and I'll on that. tell you what, he's, you know, you mentioned something, and I know we want to bring the guest on here, but mm-hmm. uh, Jason and I spent some time together uh, not that long ago, and he's spot on with his, he really does focus. He, they're massively successful. They work with the best of the world Absolutely. companies. Absolutely. And he focuses on people. He focuses yep. before he gets to any of the technologies on. He's, he's he's dealing with the people component, which is, uh, you know, I think it's 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 about time for that to be successful. Yeah, it has to be because all the other a lot of the other efforts that are being tried aren't working. Um, so we so we can get uh, Stephen and Mara on. Um, just want to is following up with or closing the conversation about Jason. Well, it's not closed; it'll just continue. Uh, but if you go to the, the easiest place, that the the uh, replay is actually on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook. But it's pretty funky on Link LinkedIn, although that's the primary spot we recorded it on. Um, to try to find to find it. So if you go to youtube.com forward slash Ira Wolf, that's my my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Ira Wolf. Um, just click on the live stream playlist that's near the top of the page. And uh, actually the very first uh, one that should show up uh, will be the interview the other day. So you can subscribe to the channel. And there's, uh, I think, 15 other live streams I've done in the last three months or so. Uh, so there's a, a lot of good content oh, yeah. up there. Yeah, and again, if you go to GoogleizationNation.com, well, you'll get some emails on, on future ones. Got uh, got uh, two next week, uh, not formalized yet, but uh, uh, again, you'll get the notices. Uh, and don't forget uh, my new book, uh, Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, Edition 2.0. Uh, you can buy it, 19.95 on Amazon, or you can get it for free. Uh, you can go to join.googleizationnation.com. Uh, just put a join.googleizationnation.com, or you can text to RAG, which is Recruiting in the Age of Googleization, RAG, the number four, free. It's RAG for free to 64600, 64600. Um, now it's that later. And uh, you got a free paperback copy, seven to 10 business days, and uh, you'll immediately be able to get a digital download for that. So um, yeah, I, hopefully uh, you'll take advantage of that. Eventually you're gonna have to pay full, full freight for it. Uh, one final reminder, then we're going to get to our guests. Uh, we're going to learn how to live above the line. We are live today. If you've got questions, uh, you can call 561-623-9429, 561-623-9429, or chat with us. Uh, you can go up to w4cy.com, um, listen to the show. There's a chat button on the side, or just send a message to Keith or me on LinkedIn, and uh, we'll be glad to, to share it. Love to hear from everybody. And now it's time to bring on our guests. Uh, mentioned their names before, Mara and Stephen Klemek. Uh, they are calling in from the UK. Uh, they are authors of a fascinating new book. I haven't completed it, but I've got a lot of it underlined. Uh, it's called Above the Line, Living and Leading with Heart. Um, as an avid student of human behavior, they got me hooked 
uh, as soon as I saw the title, and especially when I saw they had an assessment. So I'm sort of an assessment geek at there. What, what's out there? How do we make it better? What you know? What's new? And how can we help people? I mean, that's what it's all about. It's not it's not about the assessments. It's how can the assessments get the message out. And uh, I, I completed it this morning. Um, they gave me the opportunity to do that. And we're going to share with everybody a code and a link that everyone could go to and actually take it for free. Uh, compliments to them. So we appreciate that. Uh, Stephen has been a lifetime, a longtime leadership consultant, worked with a lot of teams and executives from all over the world. Uh, pretty impressive list. And Mara is a consulting psychologist a uh, clinical neuropsychologist and has worked as a forensic a forensic neuropsychologist as well. So welcome to the show, Mara and Stephen. Thank you. Thank you, Ira and Keith. It's very nice to be on your show. I hope we can add value to your listeners and their lives. I appreciate I'm welcome. sure there, there's no question just from the little bit of background, a little bit of kind of things we went into. Absolutely, for sure. Um Let's um, let's start with a couple things. Uh, you've been kind of you were kind enough to, to share the book and a little bit of background, but uh, mm-hmm. our listeners, uh, you you can articulate a lot, but a lot better. But I, I think it's interesting. Um, you know, you've obviously been in in the workforce for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Are you, you know, insinuating we're old? Uh, I, I'm, I'm probably older than you. You're so. right. I couldn't yeah. say that the way <laughs> I was a, a bit of gray hair. Yeah, I, I'm definitely one, of, one the, of us. I, yeah, I, it's, it's yeah. They always think I'm the geek, but I'm. I'm definitely a chronological <laughs> geezer. Um, so above the line talks about leadership, psychology, and neuroscience. And I, you know, I've been around long enough. And Keith, you, you probably came across this too. So sure. it's, it's pretty recent. Where talking about neuroscience, psychology, in a conversation about leadership, executives would just immediately hit the snooze button. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's like I, I, we know we need a management course. We need to have we need better leaders. And then you introduce psychology and you go, oh, not that, you know, not another assessment, not that. I mean, we don't need to know that. We just people just need to lead. So <laughs> you two came from different backgrounds and you've put them together. Sure. Kind of walk us through that journey of how you got to this place. Well, uh, it, it is an interesting journey. So first of all, a couple of Aussies. Um, living in London. So excuse our Aussie accent. I hope you can uh, all understand. What have, what have we done to the Queen's language? Anyway, um, well, you know, Mara, of course, has come from one side of the street, incredibly academic, and Mara can explain that. I came from the other side of the street with a very broken and dysfunctional background. And um, when I was 19, I read a book that changed my life. And then I went on a a journey of personal development and leadership development. And when we met, these sort of two worlds collided of of what is it that that drives effective people? And as much as we um, look at personalities, but different personalities become effective. And what we saw was it was their character strength that was the difference. It was their strength of character and how they could be calm command under pressure Think of people, and like as you've been saying in the introduction, a highly technological world, but it's all driven by people. So how do we, in a high tech world, be high touch and 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 think of people? And we recognised this a long time ago, and we boiled it down to the fact that that when you're leading from the heart, that's when you make a big impact. And we we've had these sayings for decades. That person spoke from the heart. 
that person leads with the heart. They haven't got their heart in it or they have got their heart in it. That's broken hearted. You know? and, and there's so many terms that we've had for decades mentioning the word heart. But have we ever recognized what we're actually talking about? And that's where we boiled it down to our strength of character. Mm. When our character is weak, we behave ineffectively, which is below the line. And when our character is strong, we manifest behaviors that are above the line. And we call that living and leading with heart above the line. Hence the title of the book. So, so you've both done, I mean, through collectively, you've done a lot of research. Um, you know, you studied and coached and, and uh, worked with a lot of uh, people over time. Um, and then you, Mary, you bring a really interesting uh, approach to it from, you know, working, uh, I believe, um, was it with, um, did you work with within, within prisons? Is that? Yeah, her? yeah. I yeah. Was ex- yes, I was expert witness in uh, murder trials in Australia for eight, oh, over 18 years, um, right. which I always joke set me up really well to go and work in um in Business. the corporate world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, we won't go there. We'll stay out of no, politics. Okay. Yeah, not, not how we met, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, I, I guess the other one was you, you worked uh, a lot on clinical uh, neuropsychology, too. So a lot of trauma, uh, traumatic brain injuries and, and, and dis- other eating disorders and, and pain management. So uh, kind of a, a very, very interesting background that you bring that clinical perspective but again a, a lot of this uh, a lot of good human behavior we had a, a tremendous potential as human beings um, but there's a lot of dysfunction associated with that and uh, you've already mentioned a little bit of the significance of above the line but there there's four you call them universal principles or, or primary principles that you've identified that shapes our character that drives our behavior so can you can you define each of those for us? And uh, and then, you know, a second question that is, how did you end up with those four? Because, again, I'm sure there were, you know, I, yeah. I've been around for a while and, and there's a long <laughs> list of things that were told. You know, if we, if we could do everything that everybody told us, I mean, I, I can't even remember the list, you know, and, and you've narrowed it down to four. So I'm curious right. to say you came up with those four. But um, talk about what the four are and what their yeah. importance is. All right. Well, well. first of all, you've got these two worlds that collided, as we said, Mara's world coming from clinical neuropsychology, and I came from theology, and looking not just from a theological perspective, but looking at what drives behavior. And this is where we saw that the principles that, that drive our below-the-line behavior, which is very normal, It's not good and bad. It's just that below the line behavior is how most of the world operates. And it all stems from fear, self-limiting fear. And, you know, we've seen this all over the place. And, you know, that's nothing really new. But this self-limiting fear drives certain behaviors like avoidance and approval seeking and dependent. And I self-protect because of self-limiting fear. Now, How we mask fear is often through self-promoting, and we call that um, ego-driven pride. There's positive pride, but this is ineffective pride, ego-driven. Now, ego means evicting good out. So when in my heart, if I'm evicting all of the good out and I've got fear in there, I'm going to start to manifest behavior. 
like controlling and striving to be perfect and negative competitive because it's all about me, me, me. So below the line behavior, which is very normal, is driven by self-limiting fear and ego-driven pride because it's all about me. I'm trying to self-protect or self-promote. And if we go out into the world today and, and, and measure this, which we've done over 100,000 people, it's very normal to have below-the-line behaviour. Okay. And it does drive results. Yeah, and I suppose really those below-the-line behaviours are coping strategies. That's what they are. They're Absolutely. coping strategies to, to keep ourselves safe. Yep. And that coping is coming from a fear which is really an insecurity. Mm. And it's, you know, it's very normal because all of us have insecurities and we're all trying to cope in a highly aggressive world, highly technologically driven world. So if that's normal, what, what is counterculture? What's highly effective? Even though below the line might get commercial results, how do we get commercial results and behave above the line? And the two principles that we researched are what we call courageous humility. So being courageous and humble at the same time. So I want to drive results. I want to be achievement-driven and authentic. And how do I do that? By being courageously humble. And then the second value is what we call growth-driven love the new four-letter word for the corporate world. <laughs> and that is love and respect and honour and those values that are buried you know, deep in our heart. And out of that, we ended up with four quadrants, just to help people understand that we've now got four quadrants. And in each one of those quadrants, there are four behaviours. So the behaviours that manifest out of courageous humility are authentic and someone who wants to transform highly reliable and driven to achieve results. But they do it in a courageous, humble way. The growth-driven love behaviors we researched are what we call relating to people, encouraging others, developing others and giving them feedback, but doing that through compassion. So you've got four quadrants, four principles that drive behavior, and then we measured behaviours after behaviours. This took 18 years of research. Yeah, I thought it would take us five. <laughs> we're obviously slow learners. So <laughs> yeah, you know, and we're Aussies. We're, we're slow. Yeah, we take a while. Who's, who's in charge of this thing anyway, right? <laughs> so so there's, there's a theme that's going across um, uh, quite a few of our interviews. Uh, and, and again, we're, we're on this learning journey. Uh, and it's just amazing, um, you know, how... How how much you know, I, Keith? I know you and I we we learn a tremendous amount each week. That's why I love doing these interviews with with so many people, um, and you know, and hopefully, and that's what we love sharing it. We're we're not selfish. <laughs> we're we're trying to spread it, spread the love, you know, that's out right. there and help everybody else grow. Uh, but the theme that seems to be pretty universal, uh, you know, we've talked with Diane Hamilton, uh, you know, with the Curiosity Code. Um, and you know, she has a, an acronym uh, for you, Mara and Stephen. Um, it's called the Curiosity Code Index. She's done a, a lot of work on curiosity and perspective, and uh, she's got a new assessment coming out actually on perspective. Um, but she, she came up with an acronym. What what holds people back? Why aren't people more curious? Why are they fearful of learning or changing, uh, of of moving beyond the status quo? And um, her acronym is FATE, and the F stands for fear. It's fear. 
So the, the fear is not only hindering us personally. You can say, well, that's my, you know, that's my personal thing and, and I'm, I'm happy and I'm, I'm doing the best I can and people rationalize that. But in dealing with all the change, you know, whether it's driven by technology or you know, for whatever reason, just, just the world around us is moving faster, um, is that not having a good understanding, not living above the line can is really going to harm people even on in keeping up with with change and learning and and uh, uh, again uh, everybody needs to be on a learning and upskilling path uh, no matter what age or what generation you're from or what industry you're in uh, and th- so this has a, a broad implication a very broad implication you know beyond that um, we're, we're coming up pretty quickly here on a um, we're going to be we, we're going to have a break but when we come back uh, I want to be able to kind of dig a little bit deeper. I've got a couple questions, uh, and one of them is going to be is is if you see a difference in in different generations, because when it comes to authenticity, uh, you brought up a couple words, and some of them become buzzwords. But when you come up with uh, something like authenticity, um, you know that's really super important. Yeah. Yeah, authenticity and transparency uh, for millennials and Gen Z, and yet as a baby boomer, as an older yeah. baby boomer. Um, we're told to hide our emotions, keep that in, don't show that. So uh, I'll be curious what you found in your research and, and how we can deal with it. Not, not only what you found, but how we can deal with it. Uh, you are listening to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Uh, I'm your host, Ira Wolf. I'm here with Keith Compagna and our special guest today. We're talking about how to live and lead with heart. Um, very appropriate for this week of Valentine's Day. Uh, we're going to be taking a short break. You're going to hear from our sponsors, Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions. So stay right with you, right where you are. We'll be back in less than two minutes. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, You need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chat bots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates, improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. To learn more, check out Zor.ai. That's XOR.ai. Hi everyone, this is Ira Wolf, author of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. I'm excited to announce that my online course, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter, is open for business. This course is the culmination of a two-year-long project and releases recruiting tips I've learned after hundreds of hours of research, speaking with thousands of conference attendees, and interviews with dozens of experts. It's all available to you in Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. To receive more information or get started, visit our website at www.successperformancesolutions.com and click on the tab, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. Hey, welcome back to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show. We are having a fantastic conversation with our guests, Mara and Steve Eklemek, uh, authors of Above the Line. We're talking about how to live and lead with heart. Um, and we, when we left off, we were talking about uh, fear, uh, how it holds us back, 
professionally and personally. Uh, you know, I, I was mentioning how it disrupts our, our even our curiosity. Um, but then we we led into authenticity, uh, which is another ingredient uh, in this. Uh, and uh, during the break, we started a conversation uh, about how does this relate to corporate. So we're going to, you know, what what uh, Keith asked a great question, uh, which we'll bring out again. Um, but I had a question: uh, if this is being, you know, what you're seeing, uh, Mara and Stephen, what are you seeing uh, within the generations? Because um, you know, one of the things that baby boomers and even Gen X hated. Uh, about uh, not hate it, but dislike about the behavior of millennials and Gen Z is that they want to be they, they want more transparency. They sort of lay it out on the, out on the line. Uh, here's who I am. Um, if you don't like me, uh, you know you, you need to get to know me. And uh, again, some of it's you know whether that comes out as a as inappropriate behavior or whether it's just our perspective of well I would never do that, so they shouldn't either. So what are you seeing? in the generations, um, are, are you are seeing any correlations with mm. the results you get? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so. mm. Yes, we are, for sure. Yeah, we are. I'll, I'll give an example, um, and this is in, in Australia. I was working with um, some some of the large accounting firms and law firms. Hmm. And, and they got a huge issue with that. <laughs> they do, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, a professional <laughs> firms. Uh, yeah. You know, again, with between you know the partners and yeah, I mean just yes, the whole structure, exactly. the cultural structure of that is exactly just... yeah. And basically, what effectively, if I can just make a general statement, what was happening or what is happening, is that the younger generations look at the current partners and say, if that's what success looks like here, there's no way I'm going to do it. And the partners are looking down, down at the uh, the millennials and everyone else, saying, "Well, you know, hang on a minute. We're giving you more money. We'll give you the secondment to London. We'll give you all of these things." And yet, some of those people, young people, are going, "Well, actually, I, that's not what I want to look like. That's not the way I want to live my life. So I'm just going to leave." And you're starting to get this sort of deficit of um, talent, and. I think for me, that's that's where it really showed up in in the work that I was doing. Um, that the younger generations they want authenticity and transparency, and not necessarily in in working in the same uh, way, sort of sequential way, if you like, that um, we might have in the in the years gone by. So they they want that flexibility as well. They also I think it's mainly the um, the emotional side of it, isn't it? In terms of how someone is as a person, is also important in terms of how they are as a leader, and they've made that connection. Whereas I think for us baby boomers, you know, we we could compartmentalise who we were in our in our personal life, and then change who we were uh, in uh, in our business life, and keep the two quite separate. Yeah, right. You know, it's it's interesting you say that because hearing you talk about how. The younger generations are looking for more uh, of a w- what I consider life work integration, right? They mm-hmm. want to be able to have a career, but not forfeit their lives and their future mm-hmm. and their their mental well being because of it. You know, but weren't these the same people that said that they wanted bean bags and free lunches and and now there's all this statistics out there that says yeah. that that doesn't really move the needle in terms of employee engagement. I, I got to believe, and maybe this sounds a little bit like I'm, I'm setting you up here, but what kind of results are you getting out there that, you know, that corporations should be paying attention to? 
Mm. Yeah, and I think I think this is when you've got leaders that are leading with heart above the line, <clears throat> what you are creating is engagement because young people, they want to come and get their hearts engaged and That's be engaged in the brand and the passion and have a voice. They want their minds engaged and not just have, because I just wind the clock back in history. In the Industrial Revolution, we had a very strong hierarchy. And at the top of the hierarchy, you had people who had the skills, the education, the talent. And on the bottom part of the hierarchy, we had the uneducated. And that model worked during the Industrial Revolution. Revolution. Then we've got the knowledge and technological revolution. And we believe in what's happening with our clients that are using heart styles and they're living and leading with heart. They're creating the heart revolution. Because what people are being able to do is they're finding purpose by coming to work, by being listened to, by having a voice, by having a, a leader say that, you know, this is where we're going and how we're going there. But has anybody else got ideas? And a leader is now coming into a meeting with two ears and one mouth mm. instead of two mouths and one ear. Yep. And this is where young people are coming along and they're seeing their bosses or their leaders as heart-led leaders and that is creating incredible engagement and therefore these people that the bean bags and the pool tables and all of those are a nice added extra but what we have seen is people will work incredibly hard put in great hours to get the job done if there's the work-life balance and the purpose and the engagement with their leaders if they're treated like just people, um, you know. Uh, well, if who, there's a fear model, if there's a fear model in the culture, yeah. yeah. And it just creates disengagement. Mm. Right, right. And just so you know, the two of you are our guests for the first time, but we talk a lot about HR and HR technology. I think it's important to share with the audience that this is not coming from the human resources side of the world. This is this is science. This is where technology has been evolving to where, you know, there's measurements in terms of the magnetic energy that comes from the heart region, right? Uh, yes. And there's, the, there's this notion that there's a real true science to mm -hmm. the way people behave better, think better, and ultimately work better, right? Absolutely. And there is a lot of science now proving, you know, that the, the heart thinks that there is all of this energy. And like we call it a vibe or a spirit, but you've only got to walk into a restaurant. You've only got to walk into a place and pick up the energy and the vibe. And if you've got that, that energy in a work environment or a home, you can feel it and it creates a safe place. We say the number one role of a leader is to create a safe place. If people feel safe, they will express themselves. They will then be authentic. Mm -hmm. But if you've got this behavior that's ego-driven pride, it creates fear. And when people don't feel safe, they'll play the political game. And we don't get innovation. It stifles innovation. It creates disengagement, all because of the old hierarchical model. It worked, but what got us here won't get us there. It's a great title of a book, and and this is where people or the organizations that have been working with us for years. I mean, one of our clients is 27 years yeah. getting this wow. across 1.7 million people across the globe, 24 languages, 131 countries. 
Why are they doing that? They're doing it because it's creating great people, great leaders, and great engagement. So there, there's these four categories, there's these four principles that you have, humility, uh, you know, and I'm, lo I'm looking at my report. So you have humility, love, fear, and pride. Uh, is there, you know, we talked about the millennials and Gen Z, is there a, and, and well, beyond that, is there one in particular, uh, one of these principles that you see as the biggest weakness uh, or strength? Um, what, what are you seeing out there when, you know, because you've done hundreds of thousands of assessments, um, is there a pattern? Um, is there an area focused or is it pretty generalized? Well, we do have a lot of data. Um, the, the thing, what, the one big thing is that we, as people feel the need to control our world. We are, <laughs> we're all in our own way control freaks. I could talk to you forever. <laughs> so I, 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 and I don't want to take this on a different, a different tangent, but I, it, it is a question. Maybe it's a short answer. Maybe it's it, it's too much of a diversion. Is it that we want to control things or we just don't like being controlled? Uh, yes. I'm gonna yeah, go I mean, and so, so we're in this like HR world. I mean, well, not the HR world, but just technology. Things are moving so fast. It's not that I have, you know, personally, I mean, I love change and I love all of this stuff. So I'm, 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 I'm not the question, but it, it is that there is a point where things just seem to be moving so fast. So it's not that I have a feeling that I have to control everything. I just don't like not being in, you know, I don't like losing control. Not that I have to gain it. And I know that's splitting hairs, but. So, I don't know if you had an opinion on that or not. Which means you're still a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, however we define it. All right. And, and it says that. So. <laughs> so. Well, and I think, I think if, not to take away from our guests here, but I think what really tends to happen is that we have external elements and we have internal. And once you're in that fight or flight stress mindset, which is often what comes from trying to maintain control, Control is usually, you know, fear of loss or fear of some result in some future time. And so if you can maintain an open mindset versus a fear-based mindset, which is another way of saying, you know, feel with your heart, think with your heart, use empathy, you know, you wind up from the inside out recognizing that we are in a true sense completely out of control and it's okay because it's been like that the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that the thing is with with um, the work that we've done, you've got the the two below the line principles. They're both about staying in control, but finding my security. It's really about feeling secure, and that can be done through either a passive means, which is the self-limiting fear types of behaviours, or an aggressive. I'm going to go and rip the jugular out of the the world before it does something to me. Um, which is the the um, pride-driven, uh, ego-driven pride. But both of them are about controlling or, or manipulating the world so that I feel safe. So I, I think when you were saying, you know, is it about not wanting to be controlled rather than grabbing control? I think they're, a, they're kind of along the same lines, really, because it's it's we want to feel that we are don't know how else to put this. I'm going to sound like a psychologist when I say this. We, feel, we want to feel that um, we are bigger than the external environment, that we therefore are not helpless. It's not bigger than us and it's overwhelming us. So 
that's the way I try to think of it because it's the control thing is just trying to feel secure in that in our environment. And we'll do that either through passively manipulating it or aggressively manipulating it, or a bit of both. So this may, this may play pretty well. Uh, we, I mean, it was just had a question from Yvette. Uh, she submitted on the chat, and she said, "Is anyone really in control?" And I, I, you sort of just answered it. I, I, I believe so. Mm. Um, you know, is is that we we, we tend to want to control our environment, environment, um, but we, you know, I think this is what you said. We need to control. We need to be in control of ourselves first. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, so that's why the below the line styles, we say they're very normal because all they are is coping strategies. They're like a coat mm -hmm. that we put on, you know, over our core. But the trouble with them is they do work because they do make us feel that we're secure and safe. Um, but the trouble with them is the tragedy of them is that they actually don't grow our character. They keep us in this sort of suspended animation, if you like, of, of a code of safety, but they don't necessarily grow our inner sense of who we are and strengthen that so that we do feel um, we don't even think about being in and out of control because we just are and, and it's okay, as, as Keith was saying. And that, that's why we have controlling as a below-the-line style because it's it's in, ineffective. We're, we're so paranoid in trying to control our world and self-promote when if we let go of the control and say, right, I am authentic to myself, I'm being my best self, I'm managing what I can within my sphere of influence, and then that allows me to let go of all the, the tension that sits around fear and sits around having to control. What if this happens? What if that happens? And you know the acronym to fear, false expectations appearing real. Mm -hmm. And as we have those false expectations that appear real to us, we then, it, 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 it acerbates the need for control. So you end up spiraling. The fear creates the, the control. The control creates the fear and people spiral below the line. And it causes a lot of stress and tension and depression and anxiety. Look at the word anxiety. The middle letter is I. The middle letter of the word pride is I. So the whole world gets revolved around me, 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 I, 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 and that pushes us below the line. Absolutely. And, and then it's, you when know, we start to think, yep. Yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, just when we start to think we, instead of me, we start to shift ourselves above the line in our heart and our mind and our behavior. And that's when people who are working with us in a team or our family or our relationships, when we're thinking we, we create courageous humility, growth-driven love, and it creates a different vibe and different behavior, and it creates engagement. Yeah. And, and you know, during my life work integration presentations, I draw uh, – it's almost – it's it's very entertaining to me how similar the statistics are because when we look at the output of that scenario, productivity is at all time lows. You know, mm -hmm. in, in one in one source will say 65% of the workforce is mentally stressed and they don't feel safe enough to be their, their, their pure potential. And then another source will say that 35% of the workforce is engaged. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's almost to me, it's like, if A, then B, and, and it sounds like you've already figured that part out. Well, what, what, what's been happening, because this is a personal development tool, 
So mm -hmm. it's not a personality profile. And what's happening as the organizations we work with are giving this to their people from the CEO to the front line, they're engaging them in a life skill. And when they get engaged in life, they then get engaged in the brand. And when they get engaged in the brand, they then get engaged with the customer. Now, so much of the last 10 couple of decades has been, you know, smile at the customer and, and get engaged with the brand, but people's lives are not being developed. And the organization is not adding to my life. And this is what people are looking for. So as Heartstars gets in, and a really good example is, uh, you know, one of our clients is, is working in South Africa. And when you get to, to South Africa, you've got, you know, multi, multicultural tensions happening. And the CEO of this franchise organization, and they won't mind me mentioning, but this is KFC, um, who are a huge client of ours across the globe, KFC South Africa. And when you've got people coming from multicultural environments and they've got, in some cases, very little education working at the front line of a KFC and they give them heart styles, they're educating them in life skills, in how to become a, a better person, how to become your best self. And what that has done is engaged these people. It's broken down racial tensions and it's created incredible engagement. And the CEO, who's a woman of this organization, just has said it's changing their, their nation in their little way through giving people a job at KFC. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. That's a great – well, and unfort, well, fortunately, uh, I mean, it, this has been awesome. I mean, it, just, it, we're, we're so humbled and, and great, grateful to have such great – um, I mean, guests and, and learning, but we're almost out of time. We got about five minutes left in the show. So we, we want to start wrapping stuff up. And and so you mentioned heart styles. Um, I want to let everybody know that thanks to um, to Mara and Stephen, uh, we're going to be able to offer that to our listeners. Uh, so you'll be able to take a free assessment. You can go to heartstyles, it's heartstyles.com forward slash promotion. So it's heartstyles.com forward slash promotion. And you, there's a code. So you're going to click on uh, click on it, and then you can enter an access code, uh, which is BESTME2020. That's B-E-S-T-M-E 2020. Uh, and you'll be able to um, to complete the assessment. And it's fast. It, it absolutely is fascinating. And uh, I, I can... I've got a, a whole other hour or two of questions. Uh, so we need to continue <laughs> this, con as we always do. I mean, we are just so grateful that we've had so many great guests and uh, each one sort of opens up a, another a, another big door to helping people uh, and uh, so we'll definitely be in touch uh, but um, how can uh, you know you've got your book out there above the line I know it's on Amazon and everywhere else up to your website um, how else can people get a hold of, of both of you well uh, through the website heartstyles.com uh, and obviously, as you just said, the, the book is available. It's uh, released in the U.S. now. It gets released uh, around the world during fe February and March. 
the UK is in a couple of weeks and then Australia and New yeah. Zealand and off we go. And we've got Facebook, which is Stephen and Mara Clinic. Oh, yes, all and of that, LinkedIn. Facebook and LinkedIn and all the good uh, things. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, if you can send me uh, the list of all your places people connect sure. with you, um, we write a, an article after this and we mm-hmm. post it up on the podcast and uh, we'll include that, all that. So uh, nobody has to search 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 for it but as well with the uh with the assessment so again you, you can go up to heartstyles.com forward slash promotion best me 2020 uh we'll put that in our podcast and our link in our blog uh and again very very grateful uh mara and steven i'd yes, uh, love to continue you. this conversation uh thank afterwards you. so uh again best of luck um tremendous um I, again i we, we got to get you back on we, we got so many other <laughs> um rabbit holes to go down here <laughs> so. well, thank, thank you, you by the way thank you for doing the work your yeah, your efforts sure. were probably seemed very trailblazing at the time but now i think you're at a great you should be at a great place i hope so you know, thank, that's, you. Uh, thank you for that compliment, mm. because when we first started our research, we were laughed out of boardrooms. Imagine talking yeah. about the L word, you know, lo- yeah. the four letter word. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, yeah, we just had to wait our time. We knew that, yes. you know, society has been moving forward and we just had to wait our time. And hopefully the, the, the reason we wrote the book is to try to get this message out to as many people who might never have that opportunity um, to be able to lo- learn and grow, um, yeah, that's we hope that that's to be part of that. Yeah, we're, we're hopefully we, we've introduced to it a lot more, and we will continue to do so. So Great again, guys. I want to thank uh, Mara and Stephen Klemick, uh above the line, living and leading with heart. Um, make sure you pick up the book, Amazon or wherever else you can you can get that. Go up to their website, heartstyles.com. Uh, go to heartstyles.com forward slash promotion. We lost Ira there, but I'm going to say thanks, everyone, for listening. More to come. Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Check us out. LinkedIn, Spotify, iTunes, and the rest of the world. Thanks.